I love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and Gay Desert Guides, Brad Fur. Hey. Hey. Here we go, here we go, here we go now. Hey girl, hey, doesn't that make you thirsty? Oh God, have we used them all yet? What else is there? Snap, let's do this thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're getting into the, the time of, of year where people are, are back out with their thwarping fans. Oh yeah. As oh a cooling God. device and as a shade throwing device. And we've got a hot show coming up for you today. We've got some people from modernism. We've got Charles Phoenix, who you're absolutely going to love. And I know. I know. And most of the people know what that means. We've also, uh, with him, we've got Steve Aaron uh, from Gay, which is get, uh, Great Autos of Yesteryear, I think yeah. it is. Yep. I always say gay autos of yesteryear, which is not what it is. But. It's both, but yeah, <laughs> they're pretty yeah. damn gay. We've got Tim Watts from the PSA Film Fest that, uh, that's benefiting the animal shelter. It'll be at the Air Museum. We have yeah. Dr. Laura Rush. We have Karen Williams, who is doing a special program. She is a comedian. She's doing a special program with Lucy and Gail and their morning events based on humor. We have Alexander this week. Um, he is going to talk about Love on the Rocks. Um, he's from On the Rocks Radio and a million other uh, television and radio programs. We can't wait to hear he's doing a speed dating event this weekend. I have a brand new background for anybody who uh, likes the mid-century modern thing. This is actually a background that you can get from uh, West Elm. They had their designers create this uh, this backdrop uh, for cool. Zoom meetings, and you can download it. And it's a it's a West Elm Palm Springs designer room, and you don't have to pick up your dirty laundry to be on a Zoom. Our podcast today brought to you by We Are Palm Springs, the Palm Springs Bureau of Tourism and the city of Palm Springs. Uh, they're celebrating the connection between our business owners and the community. Palm Springs, more than just a destination, it's the people that hold this community together, and we certainly know that. Uh, from our unique restaurants and resorts to locally owned shops and retailers, we're gonna get a beautiful drone view of Indian Canyons this morning. Hi, my name is Wade Stevenson, and I'm a tribal ranger here at the Indian Canyons. The Indian Canyons is the ancestral home of the Agua Caliente Band of Cahuilla Indians. The Indian Canyons are home to Andreas Canyon, Murray Canyon, and Palm Canyon houses the largest fan palm oasis on earth, and they are especially sacred to the tribe today. The Agua Caliente people have thrived here for thousands of years. Spending time outdoors is an excellent way to take care of your physical and mental health, especially now. We are Palm Springs. It's been quite a week. I have to tell you, I have been out and about more than ever before. Um, I know that things are back when I go to the opening of a car wash and the yes. mayor is there, right? So that happened this week. Then I went right over to Booze Hounds and I got a private tour of Booze Hounds. And you know what I, what's interesting is it's being mischaracterized the, the focus is all about it's a dog friendly restaurant like dogs are going to run rampant and you know uh, it's it's all about the dog menu it's actually that's a cool name the logo and branding is spectacular the Fine. interior you're not going to believe when you see it and you know it's a it's a catchy way to um, let people know it's a dog friendly restaurant but right. look the cuisine everything else they've got going there is top notch 
Did you bring home a doggy bag? <laughs> the kitchen is not open yet, but uh, I do know one of my neighbors, uh, their their uh, son Dakota is the uh, is going to be the head chef there, and uh, and I know he's been cooking up a storm um, doing some samples. We are going to go to a, a preview in a couple of weeks, so I'll have a report from that. Charles Drapkin, I'll make sure that he gets in as well, so we can uh, have a nice report here on the podcast of what's happening with booze sounds. But uh, Stephen and Jimmy and Brian and the whole team over there. Um, it, it, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And now we are honored to be in this fabulous, gorgeous, opulent, mid-century space with, I know, Charles Phoenix, one of our favorites of all time. Thank you for joining us on I Love Gay Palm Springs. And we also have with us Steve Aaron from G-A-Y, Great Autos of Yesteryear, the Gay Car Club. So this is huge for me. Big fans of both of you and old cars. So tell us a little bit about what you have your hands in right now. You want to start, Charles? Oh, me? Well, um, right now I'm on my way to take a ride on the Wienermobile. So I'm very excited. The Oscar (laughs) Mayer Wienermobile. Yay! It's the one and only, yes. And this Sunday, April 11th, I'll be with the Wienermobile parked. I don't know if I'll be parked, but um, the Wienermobile will be parked at the Cole Hotel in Palm Springs, which is the new hotel on the north side of town from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So if you want to see the Wienermobile. We only have an hour to see the Wienermobile? No, I said 10 a.m. to, did I say 11? I meant 10 a.m. to 1. Oh, 10 a.m. to 1. Okay, well, more <laughs> one of the things that is your trademark is your amazing descriptions of some of the most fabulous, you know, mid-century and space-age automobiles. And you do these wonderful camera walks around the cars and you describe the various parts of the car. How will you do that with the, the Wiener, Wienermobile? How would you well, describe that? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's too big to walk around practically. Um, you know, I'm, I really am not planning on doing that as much as I'm planning on welcoming as many people from Palm Springs that want to come and and farther from there, people who want to come and see the Wienermobile in person. Um, and I'm there to say hello and meet and greet, and I'm going to sell my books, and I've got some t-shirts and stuff celebrating the show Joyride, which, by the way, Stephen Aaron was a part of because he is a great car collector and a great new leader for Great Autos, uh, Great Autos. Great autos. Yes, so tell us, you. yeah, Steve, quickly tell us why the why is missing. Um, well, you know, we decided that we want to be a LGBT car club that includes everyone. No. So um, as the club has evolved, it was established in 1983. Tastes have changed. And um, there's cars that being collected that are being collected now that weren't be co- weren't collected in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So we welcome all marks, all cars, all years, all genres, and of all ages in terms of the cars. You know, even into the 21st century. So we're we're really um, looking to. Uh, be certain that everyone is comfortable no matter what your uh what your taste is or whatever it is that you're into that's exciting so my 2006 hyundai there's there's a place for that (laughs) absolutely and you know what's really fun and terrific no seriously what's really fun and terrific about great autos is you don't even have to have a car you just have to be a car nut right 
and that's it. You don't you don't have to be LGBT. You don't have to have a car. You just have to come and join us for all the fun and appreciation and admiration of automobiles. When I was young and poor um, and a car nut, I was a member of uh, what the straight eights, uh, um, various car clubs, DC, New England, and I didn't have a car. And people that were car nuts were welcome. There were some people that collected the, what do they call those little promo models? You know, yes. some people create, you know, collected memorabilia, which Charles Phoenix, you were, as you can see from his, yeah. his room that he's in, uh, you are definitely an aficionado of the, all of the collectibles of, you know, the mid-century modern period and the kitschy, you know, yeah. television age that we all grew up in. I do love to collect. Um, I've been collecting for a long time. I'm collecting other people's old slides now for about 30 years. From that, I started doing slideshows about, what, yeah, 30 years ago. And uh, I've got books that I've done. And yeah, I mean, I've got that collector gene. I love to look through the layers of time and I love to look for greatness. And when I find it, I want to put it up on a pedestal and share and celebrate it. Well, What's and the fine magic. line between, between the collector and the hoarder? The collector and the hoarder. <laughs> well, you know, in order to be a good collector, you need to be a great editor. Yeah. Hoarders don't edit. Edit. Yeah, edit. Mm -hmm. Hoarders don't edit. Collectors edit. That's the thing. I well, mean, and I also what you... Well, what? you do so well is present that stuff, right? You well, I try. Them. I mean, I'm trying to share it and I'm That's trying dramatic. to pass it on to, you know, the next generation and to those who haven't, you know, spent a lifetime studying it as I have. So, yeah, mid-century American pop culture is, you know, my American pie. I mean, really, in reality, the pop culture explosion that happened in this country in the 50s and 60s was second in scale only to the Big Bang. <laughs> I might as well get it out in the open. And you know, what I love about it more than anything, what I really love about that whole kind of mid-century motif yeah. that we, you know, enjoy gravitating towards and studying is the optimism. There is an optimism about it. There's, I mean, there, the hope of the future is like designed in these products, the quality also, I love the quality of these products. But we didn't get flying cars, Charles. I was optimistic the Jetsons promised this to us. Well, it's, I mean, you know, the world's not over yet, so. Maybe but the cars had cars. wings and fins and curves. Yeah, they and, did, because they were selling us. I mean, what I tell like kids, I say there was a time, a brief time in history when cars had to look like they had a baby with a rocket ship. Otherwise people wouldn't want to buy them. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, when I talk to, you know, school groups or whatever about mid-century American life and style, they're like, what, what, what? They can't believe it. If I show them a car with big fins, they're like, you know, I mean, maybe one of them saw one on a Taco Bell commercial a few years ago, but that's about it. I mean, they just don't see these cars around. And that's why it's so great that Palm Springs is the mecca of mid-century. And um, great autos, if you're a car person, you know, at all, I mean, Hello, come on down to Great Autos. And well, you, know, uh, you know, I have a secret that's not such a secret. Charles and I met 30 years ago because of Great Autos. 
Oh, really? And we used to back then. Well, first of all, Charles, he rescued me. This is how we met. He, I was in a 1960 Cadillac Fleetwood. And, you know, in Great Autos, we have these wonderful events. And we were um, visiting the mansions in Redlands. And at the time, back then, I was involved on the board. And my fuel pump gave out. And since I was one of the hosts, I was one of the last ones there. And I didn't know him. And he came up to me and he said, what's going on here? And you rescued us in your 59 Plymouth Belvedere convertible. And ever since then, we've been friends. And we used to hang out and listen to Whitney Houston in the late 80s. Oh my God! See, that's amazing. This this is uh, I'm thinking Brad Fur who has a 1963 or four. What year is your 65 MG? MG. A 65 MG. But but he's got like the electrical system by L the Prince of Darkness, Lucas Electric. Your car would be a great way to meet men because yeah, they would need to jump you, tow you, push you. Yeah, <laughs> push it. You know, Stephen and I are neighbors, and that's yes. one of the reasons we met and have gotten to know each other. And I see, I just see this constant parade of classic cars coming in and out of his driveway. I'm like, how many cars does this man have? Okay, so Stephen, how many cars do you have? Yeah. I have four vintage cars, yeah. but every year I buy one, I sell one. And so uh, it probably looks like there's more uh, than there really is. Yeah. You know, the one thing I wanted to mention about Charles and I becoming friends, so many friendships, lasting friendships have been forged through great autos. And yeah. we truly are a community and it's something very special about, about this club. Well, and Great Autos does fundraising. You have your hands in the community. You are, yes. I mean, there isn't anybody here in town that doesn't have a friend who has had a car, you yes. know? And so even as a non-car, we all go because we want to see, you know, your latest car. Actually, I had to borrow somebody's Great Auto of yesteryear because I found a 1982 cassette tape of one of my first shows. And I had to go sit in an old Cadillac. Uh -huh. and <laughs> there was no other way for me to hear it. So, I, I Charles, I want to challenge you to reach around as far as your arms will go and grab us one thing and tell <laughs> us the story of that item. I well, know you got gosh, it. Well, gosh, that's that's um, that's a well. There's so much stuff around here. Just the and first thing you grab this right here. This is a light up globe, and uh, I have a lot of globes on my desk, and I love globes. So you said I, I turn it on, but I don't think it's plugged in right now. Oh, that's yeah, so but, cool. No, it's not. Okay. Um, it's right next to my giant lava lamp, which, by the way, is a little boggled up at the top now. So if anybody knows about how to fix a lava lamp, it got a little oogie boogie up the top. They always do, though. Have you ever walked up to somebody that had, you know, a great car that they had brought out for, you know, a nice Sunday drive and it's parked? Have you ever walked up to somebody and they didn't want to talk about their car? <laughs> Never. Everybody has a story and they share their stories with you. And that's one of the things that I personally really, really enjoy. It gives me great pleasure when you see people's faces light up. They yeah. look at the car, they're smiling, they're calling their friends over. And, you know, it's really about spreading the love. It really is. Stephen, um, it's interesting. I got the bug because my dad was a car collector, my grandfather. We uh, And Charles, you may remember or have heard, maybe either of you have heard of this, VMCCA, the Vintage Motor Car Club of America. That's where we went. We used to do 
uh, trips to Greenfield Village in Michigan. We would do all kinds of car meets. Um, so I grew up with that bug and, and it's carried on over the years. Um, we are going to have to let you go here shortly, but I did want to also acknowledge that one of the reasons we have both of you on is because, uh, and especially you, Charles, this is the start of modernism. Um, and our week got delayed a little bit. Charles, what are you doing this year? Besides this the week year, of I have several things online for Modernism Week. I mean, they've taken it online, and right. I have, I think uh, they've got a retro Disneyland slideshow tour that I did they, yeah. that you can go on and purchase, watch on demand. There's also a, um, I did a tour of Palm Springs, mm -hmm. which is really, really fun. It's a oh, video nice. tour of Palm Springs, and it's all over the place. There's lots of classic cars in it. Um, including Stephen Aaron's 1961 Cadillac Coupe de Ville, and which is okay, one of my favorite cars I've that. ever seen, ever, ever, ever. And that doesn't time. sell out, right? These things don't sell out. Almost everything else is sold out, right? Well, no, these don't sell out because they're right. watch on demand. So you yeah, watch right. them at home. Which is um, a good one tip thing because almost everything is sold out now. So, but this weekend, what is a free event is the Wienermobile, Sunday, April 11th, at the Cole Hotel, 10 a.m to 1 p.m. and they have an amazing brunch there. And the, the core of their brunch are, there's, are these biscuits they serve. <laughs> and these biscuits are like, someone said, this is the best biscuit you'll ever have. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then I had one and seriously, not joking around, the best biscuit I've ever had is at the brunch at the Cole Hotel. So I you can have biscuits and Wienermobile. I love it. One thing that I do want to add is that um, you can join Great Autos at greatautos.org. It's only $40 for an annual membership. Where can you have this much fun for $40 a year? We have events all through Southern California, even though Palm Springs and the Coachella Valley has our uh, largest uh, membership population. We have pop-up events that are casual meets and um, you know, come and join the fun. It's really, really, we're really a great group with a lot of variety. And that's what makes our car club so much fun. It's like, you never know what's gonna show up. Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Charles Phoenix, you have to check out Joyride on YouTube. You will be binging it. And the fun and the optimism and uh, the forward look of uh, Charles Phoenix and all of his wonderful uh, uh, dabblings in uh, culture. He teaches you a lot and in a fun way. Thank you both for being on I Love Gay Palm Springs and for being such a great part of this community. Thank, Thank you. you. Next on the podcast today is Tim Watts. He's the secretary and on the board of directors and a volunteer with the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. And uh, together he and his business and a lot of other businesses have come together to put together the Palm Springs Animal Shelter presents Love at the Drive-In. It's this Saturday and you are going to be at the Palm Springs Air Museum, correct? No, it's actually next Saturday, the 24th. The 24th, correct. <laughs> one, week from, one week from this weekend. Yeah. Um, what are we going to see? What are we going to see? Uh, we're going to see a really well curated uh, uh, group of short films by our friends from the Bow Wow Film Festival. So they're all dog related. Uh, there's going to be some great catering uh, from Lulu. That's all vegan. So there'll be some really, really great, uh, great menu selections for that. We will be having a live auction and a silent auction as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We really hope people come out and see us. 
I think an You're animal going. fundraiser, if you auction off people, would be kind of funny, right? Like a date with somebody, you know, just to make fun of in the future. I'm sorry. I, I, I will I will note that. And as a big secretary that I am, I'm going to bring that to the board. <laughs> and, and also, Tim, since um, the humans have to eat vegetarian, but the, the dogs have to eat vegetarian? Actually, no, that's, uh, that's really not advisable for dogs. That's See? true. Well, and the animal shelter was, how long has it been there, the new one now? 10 years or? Uh, yeah, the new, uh, new one was uh, 2012. So coming yeah. up on 10 years. Feels like it's been about 10 years of watching it go up. I know Ginny Fote was kind of at the helm of pushing through. It's made such a big difference. I got this little doggy there. Smidge! Smidge, wake up. He's waking. <laughs> he was asleep. He was out with his little squirrel. Thank you, Palm Springs Animal Shelter. Oh, very that sweet. little angel. Yeah, uh, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I remember when when you were looking for uh, you know a, a new uh, a new furry child, Shan. People were really needing companionship, and it seemed like you know there there was like. People were snapping up the, the adoptions. I couldn't get one and I lost my dog and I didn't want to go through a whole summer of like punishing myself. I have to wait to get a new dog and all that stuff, but I couldn't get one. And I just, like it is with a dog, you just got to trust the flow. And that morning, Mimi Avalos from the Palm Springs Animal Shelter was on and I said, I don't care what kind of dog, all I want is for it to look like it's never seen a hairbrush. I don't <laughs> care how old it is. This is, I want a comedian of a dog, right? I want a funny looking dog. And it's Phyllis. Diller's dog. He is. He is <laughs> such a dream. And my last dog was from the animal shelter here back when it was just a little tiny, terrible shack on Oleander. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty sad. It was tragic. So this is the, I think the biggest trouble that you guys suffer with is that animal shelters from everywhere, people from everywhere bring their animals here to leave them because they think, oh, what a beautiful place. You have a million dollars. You can take every, you know, dog from everywhere. In fact, he was from the Desert Hot Springs Animal Shelter and had been brought down. So tell us about, a little bit about how that all happens. Yeah, absolutely. So we are the only, uh, we're the Coachella Valley's only uh, animal shelter that follows a no-kill philosophy. So that's why we do get a lot of a lot of animals from other areas, a lot of animals that are transferred in. And it's, you know, this kind of work is only done with the dedication and passion of a lot, a lot of people. We, we are so lucky to have the volunteer base that we have. We couldn't do what we do without them. And it's, you know, it's really kind of gratifying work. And, you know, we've, we have placed or helped over 3,000 animals last year, just you know, wow. just kind of in in Coachella Valley. So, and there's a there's a lot of other things that we do at this shelter. We have a pet food bank that uh, assists uh, people in need with um, um, you know with their animals, and have low cost or no cost uh, spay neuter and vaccine clinics, and you know we we try to do everything we can to to keep pets with their owners and in happy homes. That's that's our that's our entire um, reason for being. Well, the good thing is we have a community that supports that, and there's a great opportunity to see some wicked cool short films and eat some yummy Lulu vegan treats and uh, and and get together and and raise some money 
uh, for the animals and the shelter. And um, so we want to give the billboard for the event one more time so that people can put it on their calendar. Sure. It's the uh, Palm Springs Animal Shelter presents Love at the Drive-In. And uh, it is Saturday, April 24th. Um, tickets are still available. You can visit psanimalshelter.org and click events. And you can, that'll take you to the link to the event website. And, uh, you know, a special thanks to our sponsors, including Gay Desert Guide. Thank you so much for, for your support and, and helping us and Allied Bank and uh, uh, Walter Clark, uh, Gosh Comfort Air, Quick Quack Car Wash, you know, we, uh, Renova Energy. We've got, we've got a, a really great slate of business partners that have helped us. So thank you very much for, for your support as well. Well, the, we got the poster children for the, the the shelter success right in front of us. There's Smidge and the lovely Shankar. Palm Springs Animal Shelter, making love connections in Palm Springs forever and ever. Thank you so much for the gift of this little man. Joe? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Next up, we have a favorite. We have our Dr. Laura Rush. She's going to talk to us about what the heck is going on in the world. What's happening? Oh my gosh, things are moving fast right now. So not only did we move to orange tier. Oh, I'm wait, I'm moving to orange right now. There, we're in orange. Oh, orange tier. But you know, then they're announcing. Governor Newsom announced uh, the other day that we're just going to be eliminating the this color system and kind of going back to normalcy by June fifteenth. So in just over two months. So that's, that's moving quickly. Right now, I think 18% of the country has been vaccinated. So something like 62, 63 million vaccines have been given out. And they've now opened it up to 16 and older here in the state of California. And, and Biden is saying pretty much everybody, any adult 18 and older uh, effective next week that wants to get a vaccine will be able to. So they're all up. So things will move fast, but we're trying right, to I'm get going back to normalcy. Normalcy. Well, we're trying to get ahead of that the UK variant, the B117 variant. That seems to be uh, the thorn in everyone's side right now. It's a little bit more virulent, so it'll make people sicker. Um, what's happening, though, are the younger people are getting sick. The unvaccinated people are getting sick. The, the millennials, the 30-somethings, the 20-somethings. So the they're the ones who are getting sick. The Republicans. <laughs> Those two, the apparently the evangelical Republicans and, and Christians that don't want the vaccine may keep us in this pandemic a little bit longer. At least that's the scuttlebutt. Maybe because I've cordoned myself off into a bubble of people that only agree with me. Um, are, are there a lot of, are you getting anti-vax pushback from patients or, or do other doctors that you're in conversation with in our area get pushback on it? I'm not getting any pushback. We're considering my patient population, they were desperate to get vaccinated as, as fast as possible. So I had a couple ask me, you know, hey, um, can you tell me what's in that vaccine? I don't know if I want something foreign in my, you know, in my body as they're sipping their Diet Coke, right? I'm like, okay. <laughs> so let's talk about mRNA. And, and we have that discussion a lot uh, about what's what makes up the vaccine and how mRNA is what's in your body. It's it's like computer code to tell your body what to make. Is you know? it in Diet Coke though? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But if you're worried about what you're putting in your body, let's not worry about vaccines right now. Are we so, now going to like flag down British people on the street and tell them to go back to their country where they came from? <laughs> I, I never I think thought of that. Right? Well, of course that, not, because they're white. Yeah, exactly. 
Americans won't do that because, you know, no, we have our own issues right now with, with, you know, but it's getting this thing under control. But, you know, they're talking about having the vaccine passports to allow people to travel. I've heard talk of now they're having um, fake vaccine cards or, you know, I was like, you know, well, and it is it is cardstock. It is paper. So right. pretty easy to just print them out. Yeah. So they, they're going to have to if they're going to make that a thing, they're going to have to talk about including it something like on your on your driver's license. traveling thing. Yeah. On your on your I, driver's license. That's going to happen. I know there's a lot of conversation about it. Uh, they're, they're giving Biden a hard time with it. I don't know that it'll happen. I you know, I have my big trip coming up. And even though I feel like I'll be well vaccinated for it, I don't know if they're going to be having any kind of a surge. I was supposed to be going to Thailand. If it's, there's going to be any issues there or in Vietnam or Cambodia, I don't know how well they're doing there. So it's it's still they're still not recommending global travel just yet. Right. And are my you, trip was uh, are you getting all, did you get all three vaccines just to be safe? <laughs> I have to find out. That's the one thing I'm trying to find out is when we could start getting our boosters, because some yeah. of us, you know, I've been vaccinated since December. Yeah. So four months now. And, you know, if they say six to nine months, it starts to wane, then I will be getting another vaccine this summer. So it You're just going to my favorite part of the world. Gosh, I love it. Vietnam and Thailand, Cambodia. Fingers crossed I get to go. I, I you know, I, I have to really still see. I Right now it's 75% likely I'm going to be going. So I have to get off this continent. A, a short <laughs> thumbnail for, for people, you know, since a large percentage of people, at least in our community, are vaccinated. Yeah. What, what, are, what should we be doing when we go out? Because we're actually getting out and getting together in reduced numbers, but we're, we're exposed. Real no change in the recommendations. They're still recommending, you know, wearing a mask if you're going into, you know, walking past other people in a restaurant, sitting at the table, people, you know, if you're in your small groups of other people who are vaccinated, taking off your masks as you're eating. You know, I think the mask wearing is going to be a way of life for a while. The, the one thing I've been telling people is that I've barely prescribed a single antibiotic in the past 12 months. Hmm. I've seen no sinus infections except for something, a few allergies, no flu and no pneumonia. That's not COVID related. So that's telling us a lot of, not even infectious diarrhea. So, you know, I'm, we're not seeing any of this stuff going around. So I'm to keep a straight face. Yeah, I'm, it's hard, but that's the hand washing and, and, yeah, okay. and, you know, the social distancing. So it's nice, but I'm sure the makers of azithromycin, you know, Z packs are not happy. <laughs> but that being said, it's, I'm seeing a big reduction in other, you know, illnesses, you know, infectious diseases. So that's kind of nice. Although there is an uptick, as I mentioned last time, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis out here in, in Coachella Valley. So they're having casual sex with a mask on, but no condom. <laughs> apparently, apparently. So we are seeing an uptick in that, but, and a lot of re increased requests for STD testing, hmm. so but I'm not seeing any COVID. So, oh, that's there's, good. You know, there's the light at the end of the condom, right? <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, the glow in the dark kind, yes. <laughs> exactly. And on that happy note, we will let you get back to doctoring. And thank you so much for joining oh, well, us. Today. You guys have a good week, and hopefully, we'll see you out and about. I'd you like will. to see you. All right. Yes, indeed. Have a good weekend. You too. 
Next up, we have the famous Karen Williams, who aside from just being a comedian, is the founder and CEO of the Ha Ha Institute, former owner of the Healing Place Educa Education Center, and awesome celebrity wedding officiant. Please welcome the hysterical Karen Williams. Hi, everybody. How are you? Oh, Hi doing there. great. And you're also doing yeah. some stuff with Lucy and Gail, uh, their event coming uh, yes. up, right? Tell yes. us about it. I'm doing a, a humor and healing uh, workshop for them. I'll tell you something, since COVID pandemic, my last live gig was February 29th, 2020. Oh. And since that time though, I have been busier and crazier than ever. I probably have done about 75 events online and people are calling me for the humor and healing stuff because, and humor and stress management because everyone is nuts. We're frustrated, we're anxious, we're grieving. People have lost, lost, lost. And so in that, you know, the desire to actually get some humor into back into your lives, some joy, some, you know, happiness, however fleeting. Right, well, loss and really, laughter. Loss and yes, laughter, yes. They are, they're the perfect magical combination, both to make yes. something extra funny and to pass yes. through what's extra hard, don't you think? That's right, absolutely. So anxiety though is off the chain. People, you know, it's really, you probably know this stuff, Sham, because we're, we, we work at this, is that, uh, you know, anxiety is about too much future tripping, yeah. Depression is, I mean, this is really linear stuff, but you know, depression is really people who constantly in the past. I mean, we are so fortunate to, to know about yes and. This is the only moment we really have. Right, yeah. And we know this, you know, we can know it theoretically. It's hard to live that way. So explain yes and, because most of us know that it is an improv tool. Yes but and yeah. is an improv rule, if there are any rules in improv, that, you know, you take a suggestion, the yes, and then add to it so you can go that next step. And well, really life is like that. Well, our natural reflex, even if we can get to yes, is yes, but, right? That's right. That is the contrast right. to yes, yes, but, and and living yes. in a yes and kind of perspective. It's very challenging. Most of us live a no, but life and we don't even realize it. I have a yeah. low opportunities come up. Yeah, opportunities come up. We go, oh no, I can't do that. Or even if we say yes, like you said, yes, but I have, which totally negates the experience. Yes, and go with it and see what happens. So, Karen, earlier we had um, the gay, the great autos of yesteryear, G A Y car club people on, and I want to know okay. if ha ha is stands for anything. Is it like? Oh, absolutely. Is it is it the, the is the initials H A H A stand for something? Yes, it's the International Institute of Humor and Healing Arts. Excellent. So that's ha ha. Yes. I'm glad I asked. I thought I was being facetious. Yes. And there Brad no, loves no, no, acronyms. No. <laughs> you just you do. You just love them. So yeah, that's uh, you know humor and healing arts, and the healing arts piece is really huge. It's metaphysics, but it's also stuff just in terms of self care, and uh, which is really you know should be on everybody's list to really do things to take care of yourself: health, uh, exercise, nutrition, uh, meditation. People think that you know that's not as important, but it is. 
it's harder to sit still for for people with brains like us but the value of it <laughs> when it truly works i have to say i keep getting added into panels that would otherwise be super serious lately yes. because they need one ray of light <laughs> Shining. Yeah. And the truth is we're going through as much as everybody else, right? That's so right. it is equally a roller coaster, but there is something yeah. about having a comedic brain, much less a lifelong yeah. trained comedic brain where you look at everything yeah. a little bit from the yeah. side and sometimes that's Well, laughing real. meditations are real. Laughing meditations, walking meditations. Nobody says you have to just sit there and do that. I find that still even as disciplined as I am. I've been a Buddhist for 48 years, and yet it's still hard to sit in place sometime and just let that yep. stuff, you know, roll out. Yeah. How do you do a laughing meditation without... Well, there's, a, there's a laughing guru, right? Do you know him? Well, no, I mean, they. I, we're going to do one right now. It's going to okay. be really simple. Are you ready? Yep. You don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to strip down naked, nothing like that. Darn. I want you to just get ready, take a deep breath, Throw your head back, and on the count of three, we're going to laugh. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the best part about it? It doesn't have to be real. Right? You can fake it, and your body, your cells still take it in as a very positive, oh. oxygenating exercise. That's Just like sex, you can fake it. <laughs> just don't laugh during the sex i've just learned that on, you have to if, the, if i'm with somebody who can't laugh during sex i gotta go oh, yeah forget about it right right go. but male right. penis does not handle laughter very well yeah that's what it is that that's why he said you can't laugh right, but, but if they really could look laugh. at themselves no, watch it, some 70s watch some 70s porn and you'll be cracking up well it was uh, the hollywood squares paul lind according to cosmopolitan magazine what are the two things you'd never do in bed and he said point and laugh so i think <laughs> point and laugh so, so karen your event with yes. lucy and gail is that april 24th April 24th, I, at the time, I think it's one o'clock Eastern. I'm on Eastern time. Um, yeah, so it should be really, really good. I'm inviting everyone to come and just really enjoy, find out about the physiological benefits of laughter, psychological, how to just really add more joy and laughter into your life. Well, you are joy. You are Thank joy. You've so been much. just giving your gift of humor to the community for 37 years. Yeah, I thought you were right about the same as me. I'm 1984 is when I started. Yeah, we were right there together. I, I think of Laughing Matters um, yep. talked about, yeah, so I, I actually started around 81, 82, but I didn't get over to the LGBTQICA <laughs> until a couple of years in. And I'm, it was my greatest career benefit for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We can't wait to see you on April 24th with Lucy okay. and Gail. Check it out. See you soon. Thank Healthy you. Stats. Remember, just throw your head back anytime you need some. That's right. Just do it. Wear a mask, John. Wear a mask. And we welcome, just beaming into the holodeck, Alexander Rodriguez is a TV and radio personality. You know him from On the Rocks with Alexander on iHeart and Pandora and Apple TV, Metro Source Minis. He hosts The Naked Truth. And he is our dear, dear friend. Please welcome Alexander Rodriguez. 
Hello. Oh, hello. Again, set your phasers on stunning. <laughs> yes. Resistance to my charm is futile. Uh, <laughs> if you're just listening to the podcast, uh, you are, uh, Alexander is in full Star Trek attire. Now, this is, um, is this next generation Star Trek uniform? Uh, this is uh, Picard, actually. Oh. It's the new season of, of Picard. Um, you know, I have one out of eight uniforms to choose from. This is my leisure. This is my early morning. You know, <laughs> grab a cup of coffee, go to the mailbox uniform. Your leisure spacesuit. There you. The only step below you? that is soon you need a Star Trek uh, caftan, right? Yeah. For like. Uh, yes. That. Yeah. Um, I do have two sets of Star Trek pajamas, so you know, if you go on a date with me, uh, just get ready. <laughs> just watch out for the tribbles. <laughs> oh. Uh, He's got a gaze in space. Gays in space. Uh, the National LGBT Star Trek uh, fan club sent me a gay tribble. Look, it's rainbow. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Careful, they multiply. Gays in space. Not the gay ones. With many Not the gay ones. <laughs> don't. Right? No, you know we don't multiply. We just we just bump uglies. <laughs> so gays in space has a Facebook page. I'll put it up right here so people can see it. And it looks like so much fun. And you have a Star Trek themed event. Yes, uh, Saturday, or no, Sunday, April 11th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern time, we are going to uh, have the Star Trek online uh, speed dating. We're going to do some fun trivia games. Uh, you know, it only works if you show up in uniform, but you, you don't have to, but, <laughs> but we sure look sexy in uniform. They're very slimming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I noticed the line works very well for you. Yes, it's, it's I'm cinched nice. in real good. I'll just tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, actually, I'm Trek adjacent. I get, I get hired by Star Trek Online, the, the uh, game. Yeah. So I, if you hear my voice playing a character, you know it's going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm excited to hear the dirt because I want to know if space gay nerds mate in a different way than other gay nerds, right? I'm sure. Oh, so you guys scissor too. Fabulous. Yes. It's the Vulcan scissor. Only during Pond Far, though. <laughs> and a mind meld. You can do that. Yes. Yes. Well, for the gays that do have a mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us could be a little flighty, flighty well, at warp nine. <laughs> so Alexander, that is this Sunday, and we are doing a special code for those who are listening to the podcast today. GDG25 gets you 25% off if you go to gaydeserguide.com and find the um, the Star Trek, Star Trek speed dating event happening this weekend. The other reason we're having you on today is we've got a new feature that we're starting with you called dating and Love on the rocks. <laughs> love on the rocks. Who and better to give? Who better to give dating and love advice than me? I've been on four thousand twenty-five first dates. Um, I've had eight failed relationships. So you know, I know what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. That's exactly right. Some of the best acting teachers you don't see on the big screen. That's right. If if you can't teach, that's the saying, right? There you so, go. There you go. Or teach yeah. us, teach us, educate us on something today. Yeah, all we right, all so, need help. 
Here, here's my advice. You know, things are slowly going back to normal. And so we are going back into the wild, so to speak. Mm -hmm. During COVID, we've had the time to kind of self self reflect and really get to know ourselves because there's nothing else to do but spend time with yourself. So don't waste that time and energy. I know that we're all lonely and we all want to get back in full force, but only date somebody that is right for you. Don't ruin all of that kind of self reflection time from COVID. Um, it's almost like if you're going to invest money in a house, you're not going to buy a house that has a hole in the roof, that doesn't have a bathroom, that you know doesn't have a front door. You are going to invest in money in a house that you can live in. So do the same thing with your dating life, just because you're eager to have that kind of interaction and human uh, touch, so to speak. I know it sounds silly, but it does work. Make a list. Make a list of your must-haves in a relationship and also make a list of your red flags or your red alerts, if you will. Okay. And if somebody doesn't make the list, you must desist. <laughs> that is my advice. <laughs> Should you bring this list with you on dates and just like, okay. Girl, I don't have I don't have room for the list because I have all my baggage I bring. <laughs> and you certainly could not fit it inside your space uh control garment right no this is this is a one piece you get to see everything you get to see my tribble oh, <laughs> but you know on, on, but seriously dating is so difficult and, it, and it during is. covid obviously it was so i think there's there is this pent-up uh, demand and energy to get out there and i think that's great advice not to just like you know, don't take something that's damaged or not quite right for you. You know, you do more do more swipes in the pass uh, when you're on Tinder, and 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 you know, don't don't uh, you know, don't go the, the like way with every single human being you see online. That's I highly right. recommend these these pieces of advice because then it leaves more at the bottom of the barrel for me. Yes, oh, I'm so but, not know, cool about it. Which way is to swipe good? Which is bad and which is good? Right. Is yeah. Swipe right is what? Left is bad on most of them. Left yeah. is goodbye and right is right. Right is right. Yes. Okay, I can remember there that. You go. But you I, know, you, you, you've made it this long uh, through COVID, not dating somebody. You can wait a little bit longer for somebody that really matters and that's worth your time. That is great I've, advice. I've talked to a lot of people in couples who am like, and you're still together. Yeah, it was driving me crazy. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's not as, you know, it's, it's hard for people that are in relationships. It's hard for everybody. Well, funny you should mention that, John. We did get a question uh, from social media from Edward, and he says, now that we are slowly returning back to normal life, how long do I need to wait before I can break up with my boyfriend? <laughs> Oh. He said it was really over before, but then COVID started and then I was trapped in it. So my advice is you never, ever wait. I know uh, there's a lot of inclination to wait like before the holidays, before a birthday, before an anniversary, before a family gathering. It's never the right time. Don't wait because you're going to end up resenting that person even more, making the breakup harder. It's like an eyebrow wax. Just get it over with and it's going to look <laughs> fine rather than little by little by little. They know it's over. You know it's over. Just do it. There's no right time, um, but there is a wrong time. Don't go through the holidays. Don't, you know, yeah. don't, don't wait. So he well, should have broken him with him up before COVID, during COVID, after COVID. It especially matter. with COVID, he could have spent the year crying and getting over it. Now he's right. got to spend years where he could have been out there starting to get over it. Well, and I think it was because, you know, he had to isolate with somebody. So you might as well be with somebody, which goes to our first advice. Don't just do it just to be with somebody. It never yeah. works out. No. The dog is always the best bet, right, Chan? What is? The, your dog. 
Oh, well, 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 well Brad, that was, that's another well, issue. No, no, for companionship. You know what I meant. I mean, how lonely were you, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter lonely. Peanut oh, butter. my God. Brought to you by Skippy. <laughs> and on that happy well, note, Alexander, right that, we, will, we will have you back for more dating advice in a couple of weeks. We will see you on Sunday for Star Trek dating. 25% off if you use the uh, GDG25 promo code at checkout. And check out everything at GayDesertGuide.com, our fun and games department. Alexander, thanks so much for being a part of that. And Thank just you. before you go, yes. I know you know the folks at Booze Hounds. And we were just, we were up there the other day and your name came up. So um, I can't wait. We had a chance to see the inside of Booze Hounds. Have you been inside yet? I have not been inside, uh, but I will be there for the soft opening, uh, which is April 23rd uh, or 24th. There's two days. Don't, uh, don't say anything. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Imagine my surprise that Alexander's name came up in the same sentence with the word booze. Booze hound. <laughs> or soft opening. Live Very long exciting. and stay fabulous. Yes. <laughs> See you Sunday. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, it was uh, amazing being in the room with somebody playing the piano and singing and entertaining. It happened at 111 this past Wednesday night. I got to see Tommy Dodson. Uh, Ron Pass, who is another piano entertainer, was uh, seated at my limited table and actually did a guest spot, another entertainer from Los Angeles. It was amazing. 111 has uh, Tommy every Wednesday from 6 to 8. And uh, it looks bright and, uh, and cheery now, 111. Oh. They brightened it up, Shan. Yeah, 111 is the old studio 111. It's actually 111 bar is the, is the official title. We've got them on the uh, new After Dark section of GayDesertGuide.com. And Corey and the team over there doing a great job. Um, they've got food you can bring in from a couple of places. And uh, so I had a little dinner and John made me sit at the kids table. I couldn't sit at the, at the, um, at the, the Your Highness table with John and, and Ron Pass, but I did sit behind them and, uh, and I, I was able to like stare and wait. Because it's limited, you do have to make a reservation in advance. You, you were lucky you got a seat, buddy. I know. Yeah, but I know it was really, really great. They're doing a great job over there. Shan, anything that you've been out doing this week? Uh, yesterday, I went to the city pool for the first time. Um, they're still not doing water aerobics, but I took my manatee butt over there and did laps in a lane for the first time ever, actually. And uh, they've got it all worked out. It's all no touch. You got a shower and a little line to get in the pool and you can't touch anything. You can't, you know, whatever. But I got in and got, I can barely lift my arms. I swam 45 minutes worth of laps. Wow. And, uh, but it was such a beautiful day and the weather's been great. And so I have been finally the last couple of weeks finding places to swim, but it was just too hard. So hello yeah. city pools, five bucks. Locals, yeah. five bucks, you get 45 minutes in your own lane. And so get back out there, people. All right. Well, let me do a rundown of what's happening this week in I Love Gay Palm Springs, courtesy of Gay Desert Guide, my website, where you can find out all the events and happenings every single day of the week with our uh, master events calendar. By the way, we've now, in our After Dark section, we've now put up all the happy hour and bar events that we know about from every bar, every one of the LGBT or gay bars in the, uh, in the uh, valley. We've got all those up, and so happy hours and bar events are there. If you want to find out what's going on any 
given night. Well, Modernism Week is here. We had Charles Phoenix on a little earlier talking about his Wienermobile and some of the uh, virtual events that he's doing. Um, it is running through April 18th. There's a couple of featured home, Raymond Capp's last project, as well as uh, architect Sean Liker's newly completed Desert Palisades project. And my friend Gary Johns, who's on the, um, uh, the Preservation Society board says that is an absolute must see. And those two are in-person events. They're timed and ticketed and of course, socially distanced. Palm Springs Modernism Week happening a little uh, mostly virtually and at a different time this year in April. Palm Springs Gay Men's Chorus, a week late and a dollar short. It is their Easter parade this Sunday, I may say this Saturday, April the 10th, uh, 7 p.m. at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. Ethelina Can will be the mistress of ceremonies. Ann Hampton Calloway, who performs at Purple Room occasionally, she's going to be uh, also performing there. And, and you remember uh, her? We remember her from the nanny theme she sang for the sitcom. She's wonderful. Yeah. Um, art is happening all over and, uh, you know, Desert X is happening, but the Art Auction 21 has now started with the Palm Springs Art Museum. And uh, photographer Terry Hastings sent me a note uh, reminding me that the Desert Open Studios event, <clears throat> self-guided tour happens all weekend long, 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. His is just one of the many studios on the tour. It goes all the way up to uh, Yucca Valley and 29 Palms and Joshua Tree and all the way out to the Salton Sea. We've got the link on how to view all of the Desert Open Studio events on Gay Desert Guide. Well, we've also got uh, events with the Palm Springs um, Animal Shelter that we talked about earlier. We found out that Dining Out for Life has now been rescheduled to an event where they just want you to dine out. They're not asking for contributions this year because the restaurants have had such a tough year. Um, Dining Out for Life now Thursday, April the 29th. We've got all the events of the LGBTQ Community Center on our website as well. And we wanna welcome two new partners to Gay Desert Guide. Uh, Queer Teak, we had the boys on a few weeks ago. Queer lifestyle shops selling arts, apparel, goods, vintage furniture, self-care and more. And it's primarily independent queer artists who have been curated into this great space on La Plaza in downtown Palm Springs. Tell them we sent you. And also a uh, shout out to Janet Malakowski and David Schrager. They're at the relationship group at Morgan Stanley. Janet, you may remember, was president of the Desert Business Association Board of Directors for a number of years. She's a great supporter of the LGBTQ community and, uh, and she's also a, um, a financial advisor and a new partner of Gay Desert Guide saying they believe a good relationship will enrich your life, not complicate it. And that's what's happening this weekend and I love Gay Palm Springs. Ty Smile, our gay Groupon for um, the hot deals of the week. Check out all the hot deals and everything else going on at gaydesertguide.com. How long is it going to be before we actually do this uh, show in the same room? Wow. I'm ready. Chin. I just don't have a room that's presentable yet. Yeah, that's, that's the issue is what would the room be, right? Yeah. We should do it poolside at Shans. I love that idea. Outside yeah. before it gets to be 120. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Smidge likes that idea. Oh, good. <laughs> 
Come here, buddy. I don't know what he's barking at, but he's ready to go and so are we. We've had a great show. We love our doggies and we love Gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Furr. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts.